Welcome to the postcast. This is a conversation that continued after the state episode three podcast with Adam Black. You'll be hearing a couple of voices. One will be mine. The the next will be Adam Black, and the third will be Brittany Black, Adam's wife. I really hope you enjoy it. It was a fun conversation that continued on. Well, I know, like what you asked about the uh, the places, like what all the things that belong in Sunday morning or whatever. Right. And then there's definitely like I guess you could call it like we've heard in the past private stock or community stock. So it's kind of like something that... Explain those terms for me. So, like, private stock would be something that would be between you and God, that you're doing this for Him, this is a creative act that is, I I guess, maybe self-fulfilling, I don't don't know if that's really the word, but... um, And then community would be more like, it's a party, more people can uh, benefit from this. Like, and then also I just think, like, when I'm putting together something that I'm going to have people coming together and I know that we have a common goal which Sunday morning would be worship God together community I wouldn't I wouldn't um not have my house ready when I am inviting people over I wouldn't just be starting dinner that's brilliant like that's to me that's what I think and that image on a Sunday morning is an image that's often missed because people are going well, why are you so obsessed with how this is going? Well, you do the same thing when you invite people yeah. for dinner. You prepare your house. Yeah. Right. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. And so that's a that's it's a respectable. Point. Yeah. You know, I think actually it kind of shows the people that you care about them. Without like, doubt. like if if you come yeah. over to my house and and it's not the greatest. But I still put a little bit of effort in. You're going to know that I really care about it. So that's an epic point because I think we've all been, maybe, but I, I'm pretty sure we've all been to churches where it felt like nothing was prepared. Yeah. Right. And there's anxiety in yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Like where you're going, what do we expect? And so if you, if you transfer that to creativity on a Sunday morning, if everybody comes in on a Sunday morning and we're just like, let's just wing it and see what happens. There's a discomfort yeah. in people where they're going, oh, geez, right? Do now, they not know now, they were coming? Yeah, the, the person, <laughs> the kind of voyeuristic person who's like, I just want to see how this is going to fall apart, right? right. They're, they're intrigued by that chaos, right? But I'm not that guy. Yeah. I like to go, okay, you have something prepared. Uh, now, we go to extremes with this, where it's like everything's to a time clock. That yeah. just irritates the snot out of me. Now what you've done is you've, you've said, Holy Spirit, you got till 11.30. If you don't show up in that time, right. we're out, yeah. right? We could spend hours on that problem. But preparing the house mm-hmm. is yeah. a big deal. So I love yeah. that point. And I, I think, just talking about all this, I think about like the education side that my mom instilled on me. To whenever we went somewhere, it was, this person worked hard for this. Respect yeah. them, too. And there's that whole There's that whole side of it, too. But that goes into the creative side of saying... There was a process to get from this point to this point, and we need to value what we're experiencing, not just taking it in selfishly. Yes. You know? That's yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, other thoughts as you were listening? Like, what was just... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, if you think about, like, other creative expressions, um, or even, like, for me personally, I'm, like, a creative leader, in my job. It's something that 
um, would never necessarily, actually, that's not true. I was going to say it was never going to be something that I can bring to church, but it's not. It is something I bring to church. It's just something, something you, you have to, to church. it's just something you have to think outside the box on, which is even being creative in itself. But just to even think, I think people will just always assume if I don't fit into the arts, I'm not a creative person. I've had so many women say to me, I'm just not creative. And that breaks my heart. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, no, you are. Did you raise children? Yes, you're creative. <laughs> yes. Well, not only that. Did you but survive like, raising did you children? Survive you are creative. Yeah. Super creative. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like, yes. you know, do you, like, even simple things as like getting dressed, like, that is something that I take creative pride in. Right. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that we just need to not try and fit inside of these little cubicles that are pre-approved. You can be creative in them. Right. Creativity is is not these certain file folders. Musician, yeah. painter, playwright. Yeah. Right? It, right. It's, it's bigger than that. And because we've never had a nuanced conversation about that, people say often, I'm yeah. not a creative person. Yeah. And you're going, oh, that's tragic because... You were made in the image of a creator, Mm -hmm. which means by default, every person has a creative uh, streak to them. That's that's quite a big deal. Yeah, I think it's something that's like instilled in you from when you're a child that if you can't draw, what you better be a you better be smart. Right. Exactly. Be a math nerd, and that's all. It's like come on. It's like no. We are such a multifaceted people, and yes. God puts that in us because He is multifaceted Himself. And I just, yeah, I hope yeah. that more people can do that. You think about the creativity of an engineer. They now, of course, there's maybe there's drawing to engineering and that computer aided drafting and things like this. But the problem solving creativity mm-hmm. of an engineer is quite epic. I mean, yeah. and we need tons more of that in our world. Right. Yeah. Um, People that say, here's the problem, this is the goal, how do I make this work? And an engineer looks at it and says, oh, I'll bring my, I'll bring my skill to the table. They hardly ever say, well, let me, let me bring my creativity to the table. But that's exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah. It's creativity. That just happened recently with, uh, and it's kind of a controversial topic, but uh, the uh, Elon Musk from Tesla. Of course. You know, they just had all those uh, children trapped in that cave in Thailand, I think it was. And he came to the table saying, I have this this idea. And it was a failure. I mean, it was a failure for, for the sense of what it was. But he did it, and it was a creative solution that would have worked if the conditions were better. Of course. And it's just one of those things of like, no, nah, he went for it. And we need more people that go for it. Yeah, well, out there. that actually gets back to one of the points you talked about, which was failure being a problem. Any thoughts on that from you? Like, because we're afraid yeah. of failure. Yeah, I mean, I personally have struggled with it a lot. I've taken on lots of creative endeavors, which have turned out to just be like, not great. Right. But I also think that never, because I have a community of people that are great and they encourage me, I've never said that I was a failure. It was always just like, no, I need more practice. Yes. Like I fully believe that every like that everyone could be a singer. I do believe that if they practice. I mean, I think that there is obviously like physical ability. Yes. That has naturally been given. Right. But I feel like everyone can do it if you have, you right. know, the parts on your body right. to do it. Right. Right. Um, but I just think that 
trying to not also your works are not who you are as a person. I think that is a huge thing too. Right. And not wrapping your worth up into who you, you know, what your job is, what your creative art is, mm-hmm. which is a pitfall for so many people. Oh goodness, yeah. Because then, you know, if you're putting your self-worth into that and someone says, I don't like that drawing or like your proportions are way off and you take it personally, then all of a sudden yeah. you're putting your worth into something that was never intended that's to be two points. Worth. Two points that we talked about, right? Making failure an adjective, right? Mm-hmm. You are a failure, nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Versus a noun, you you do fail. Okay, we make mistakes, but we learn from those mistakes. I think that that in and itself is one of the greatest hindrances to creativity. Yeah. I think people go, well, I'm a failure at this. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to get there yeah. because I am a failure. And I, yeah. oh, that just breaks yeah. my heart because you're like, no, 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 time out. Oops. You screwed it up. Like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, again, I think that goes back to you, we need the community, but also, you know, the role models, too. And, and you know, this guy, I don't think is necessarily the role model, but Jeff Beck, the musician Jeff yeah. Beck, when I was looking up things about creativity, one of his quotes popped up, and it was, if I'm playing and writing a song, and if I don't break the rules of music at least four or five times, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And it's like... I, I love that because he's a famous musician and a very well-respected guitar player. And he's saying, I'm going to break away from this. And he now eliminates the idea of what failure looks like to all these people that are trying to be the next Jimi Hendrix or whatever right. it is. Because he's saying, that bad note, it was purposeful. You right. know? And it's right. like, it might not sound that good, but he did it with a purpose. Right. Absolutely. You know? Well, and that just might fall into private stock. That that's something that <laughs> right. that yeah. is for him. It's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everything. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I since you defined those terms, I love this idea because I've I've never heard those terms, so that was why I needed him to find. But I I love this idea because um, we are in a public YouTube-driven internet-based culture, and there is an illusion that everything must be community. Yeah. Some things are private. Yeah. Right. And. And that's a problem. Like the people miss that and say, "Well, it's it's all for public consumption." No, it's not. Right. You, you played something. You wrote something. It's not the best or whatever. It's not the exact expression of your heart. Mm-hmm. Who said you had to post that? Yeah. Right. right? That's, <laughs> well, I instantly relate to that because one of the things I do is is I I like to paint. Uh, like I do like these little micro paintings, and I put some of them out there, and then I just realize I don't want to anymore. I do it for me. It's my expression. And like, I think more people need to find that and embrace it too. Yeah. Of yes. just saying, no, it, this, the, I don't have to be the next Van Gogh. Yes. I can paint my crappy little doodle all day long and enjoy it and that be perfectly fine. Because creativity is the process as well as the product. Yes. And being able to just do things mm-hmm. is creativity flowing yeah. out. And yeah. we don't. We don't welcome that. We want products. Yeah. That's our culture. Yeah. I can yeah. just produce something. You know, and it's yeah. like, no, no, no. I just I want to play. I want to yeah. see what happens out of this. Yeah. Um, one thing that has helped me in times past is that I'll I'll sit and I'll try to write something. Um, or physically writing, or I will record a song that I'm writing. And I will not write any of it down so that I can know what the chords were, what the melody line was, or what the words were. I will just freeform it, just kind of go, right. and then I delete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then I go back, and it was one of the Beatles who said, "We, you know, uh, if you can't remember it, it wasn't worth remembering." <laughs> right? That's so and true. So like epic, epic, right? And so I will write something. I'll rip it out of my journal. I'll crumble it. I'll shred it. I'll throw it away. Right? Gone. And then what was, what was really deep in that? What was really good in that becomes refined. It becomes purified. It becomes better. And then I go with that. Right. Those are the things that I think are edging towards community mm-hmm. versus private stock. Right? Yeah. That, those yes. are the terms yeah. community and private stock. Those edge more towards community. I stock. agree. Uh, but private stock is enjoyable when you just like, my grandma paints. She is awful. Yeah. <laughs> right. She paints. She is awful. But she doesn't try to get people to look at them. Right. She just does them because she loves it, right? And she just, wow, this is exciting. And I'm like, I'm glad you're being creative. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. And I I, I bet I could could say confidently too, every person that does that, they have the private stock situation. For me, it's painting. For your grandma, it's painting. You know, I bet a hundred bucks that that process then improves another aspect of their life. Without doubt. Yeah. You know, so for me, like I paint and everything and it's for me and I do it and whatever it is. But it inspires me to go do something mm-hmm. else later because yes. I released whatever it was in my brain there so I can focus on the next thing. Yes. And it improves it improves my quality of life and the quality of the things that I make in other yeah. areas. There, there are other disciplines that get refined with that. Even if it's simply the discipline of do it, yeah. right? The, the doing yeah. of the thing. Mm-hmm. It makes you better yeah. at other things. Yep. And yeah. so that is uh, it's just fascinating. I love it. There was one other thing when we yeah, were talking too. about this whole creative subject was about and how that reflects in the church and what the church has made it. And a lot of it, like you look at Hobby Lobby, bless them. They're, you know, they're, they're really, they're bless really, hearts, they're really doing something, you know, I mean, they're mass producing things. But also if you look at something like a hand lettered sign, which has a Bible verse on it, you know, in the beginning, this is, this is a beautiful thing. It's, you know, it's appealing to your eye, but it's also appealing into your, your spirit. You know, it's for encouragement. But for me, what hurts me is that I go to Hobby Lobby and you see it everywhere. And something that was, you know, beautiful, small batch type of things, your local artist, somebody in your church probably has this skill, can probably, you know, do whatever they want with it. Now Hobby Lobby has taken that. And mass, product. mass produ- produced it. They have packaged it into a cute little thing. Now it is available for everyone at twenty four ninety nine with half yes. price off coupon. Right. So it's like it something that was great. I feel like can be exploited. Yeah. Now you've taken what was precious and made yeah. it common. So mm-hmm. not only do we have uh, community stock and private stock. We have precious or rare, mm-hmm. and we've got common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the scripture talks about that in the body of the uh, body of Christ. The different parts. There are some things that are just used for com- they're, yeah. they're com- for common use. Mm-hmm. There are some that are used for private use. And when everything that was private and special and unique, like we would never talk about the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. yeah. If the only version of it we ever saw was a just a rubber stamped print of it in Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. Right. But we know that somewhere mm-hmm. there's the original. 
Yes. And it's been, and it's it's been stolen multiple times. <laughs> People wanted it, you right. know? You don't steal the, the poster that you bought right. from Spencer's when you were a teenage right. kid, right? Yeah. You, you don't, nobody steals yeah. that, right? They steal the original, but mass production becomes an yeah. enemy to creativity yeah. because what it does is it changes the creative person's heart. Now they don't create to create, yeah. right. not for the process. Yeah. Right. They create solely for the product yep. yeah. and what that will get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, danger it, Will Robinson, it, right? It just makes me really think that people forget what the worth of their art is. You know, when they give things out, the, the, the worth of what it is. Because we're talking about paintings and stuff, and I look at like a Jackson Pollock painting, the, the splatter right. artist. One of those sold for like, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think it was like $50 million dollars. But you can go download the wallpaper on your computer for free, and it's like, and it's like, how did we go from this one extreme to this other extreme? Where'd the work go? Yeah. And it's we just have this whole culture of, man, eh, it's whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. I just can find it and do whatever I want with you're, it. You're bringing up some of that would have been just a, an epic conversation point, which is which is value in creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so value in creativity yeah. changes the dynamic. Totally. When yeah. things are so common, they're not valuable, and therefore people don't care about creativity. Yes. I think the culture we live in today doesn't care about creativity, not necessarily because they don't want to be creative, because it's either so common, uh-huh. it's it's so common that nobody there's no value in it. Mm-hmm. But those things that are valuable, people are like, oh. They're yeah. sought after. Like, yeah. could we get Michelangelo back from the dead to paint the right. roof of the church? Right. Like, wow, that would be epic. Yeah. And yet we don't have that. And therefore we have no value. And therefore creativity just keeps right. shrinking. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's such a big topic. Because then again, I just think about anybody that's owned a small business and they and somebody will reach out to them and say, hey, I want you to bake a cake for me. Oh, but I don't want to pay for that because I can just bake a cake myself. But you went through, you know, culinary school. You did all these things. You did this whole process. Um, but I'll just give you like some publicity on my Instagram, you know. Right. And that's that's the trade off now. Right. And we just want something for nothing. It all costs something. It does. It all costs, and that's where we need to sit there and turn the page. And that's where some creative people uh, there. That's why where some people refuse to be called creative because they're unwilling to put in the time mm-hmm. to get the result. And therefore, they've never seen a result. I'm not creative. Well, if you give time to it, mm-hmm. you'll do it. There are, there are countless YouTube videos on a guy yeah. who says, here's my transformation over five years of, of yeah. never singing to singing. Or I don't know. Yeah. I'm just making up something. But like you see this all the time. What did that guy do? He put in the work. Yeah. I instantly think of guitar playing. And you know this. Oh, gosh. People start playing guitar. And I would say, honestly, probably 90% of them stop playing guitar. Because it hurts quickly, like yeah. like your fingers bleed and you go through pain and your hand cramps up and you have to learn these things and your brain hurts and you're you're doing all these things. There's a struggle, there's a process, and there's a cost to learning something that is now this beautiful thing that is like, oh, he's just a guitar player, right. you know. We've now just sat there and said, eh, blah blah blah, he can do that. It's a lot. It's to, yes. to get there. And people forget about all of that. And that drives me up a wall. Yeah. Because when I see somebody do something crazy, I'm just sitting there going, how many mistakes did they have to make to get to that point? Oh, yeah. Or what, what did they have to go through to get to where they are right now? Yeah. Changes everything. Mistakes are, like, it's part and parcel to life, right? You just have to embrace that and go 
<laughs> move on. Yep. But we can't make mistakes. We can never make mistakes, and therefore no creativity exists. That's True. the problem. True. Awesome. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Postcast. If you like what you're hearing in these episodes, please go ahead and hit that like button on SoundCloud. Uh, Give us a high rating on iTunes. Share those podcasts. And if you are watching on YouTube for any of the video feeds, uh, please hit that subscribe button and click the bell icon so you can be informed when any new episodes post. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.